Hello, and welcome to You, you Haven't, Haven't seen. seen. I'm Debbie. And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast where we watch movies everyone has seen but us, and then we talk about them and continuing our Academy Awards-themed month. We're, yeah. we're watching Unforgiven. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, look at <laughs> how good written this we down. Had That's how you do an intro and get organized and do prep. Um, okay. Oh, it won four Oscars. So this movie won Best Picture in 1993. Uh-huh. Won Best Supporting Actor in a Supporting. Wait, best Director. Who who won in Supporting? Uh, Gene Hackman. Okay. Won for Best Director for Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Won Best Film Editing for Joel Cox. Okay. And I think that's it. That was four, right? That's Picture, four. Yeah. So that's what it won. All right. So very highly yeah. accoladed picture. Um, all I know ah, about this is I just, I just know Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I was... Trying to remember if I'd seen this before, Mm -mm. and I was like, no. I know this is a Clint Eastwood movie I have not seen. Right. That's all I know. (laughs) I know it's Western. Yeah. All right. So there's our knowledge. Um, So this is, oh my God, two hours and 11 minutes. (laughs) Tagline is, or sorry, plot synopsis is retired Old West gunslinger William Money reluctantly takes on one last job with the help of his old partner and a young man. I'm so bored. Um, <laughs> released in 92. Tagline. There's just one again. <laughs> can I, I, can I do this for one? It. All right. Here's the tagline for Unforgiven. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. <laughs> hell of a thing. Killin'. I'm anticipating a lot of morals. Um, <laughs> I'm anticipating a lot of killing. If there ain't a lot of killing. Oh, so an old gunslinger. And my goodness, this poster got these floating faces. I like floating faces on my posters. <laughs> but it seems to me like the floating... This is great for an audio video. But if anyone wants to look up the I'll poster on the IMDb, just in my mind, those floating faces are far too small because there's all this blank space at the top, too. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Unforgiven should have been, the title should have been up at the top and bigger, taking up the whole space, and then those faces could have been a little bit bigger, you know, filled it out. (laughs) All right, I'll be sure to give them your notes. (laughs) (laughs) For a second, I thought I designed it the way you're talking. I'll get on Photoshop and fix it, guys, don't worry. I'm like, "Uh, okay, I'll let them know. Well, now that we've critiqued the... Movie poster. Let's let's get started. Oh boy, we're back. I'm not. I'm we, asleep. We watch Unforgiven. I think just, you know, one sentence over what we think. I think this was very slow and th- there was a lot of morals involved. Yeah. My and not the good kind of morals, but also, and because also, okay, so. <laughs> One sentence. Okay, all right, yeah, hold no, on. <laughs> sorry. Just because of the plot line where Clint Eastwood takes on this one last job with this super annoying kid who comes and is like, help yeah. me kill this guy. And it is, you know, an acceptable, air quotes, killing because it's like yeah. this man slashed up this prostitute's face yeah. because she last. She laughed at his dick. He had a small dick, and she laughed at it, so he decided yeah. to kill her. So, in terms of, like, oh, who's the bad guy, not Clint Eastwood is the bad guy, because that role has been taken by right. this crazy person with a knife. Um, and also the little Bill, but that's a whole other thing. And so, Clint is Eastwood's character, Bill Money, is always going on about how, like, 
oh no, my wife cured me of my wicked ways and I don't trust, like, touch the whiskey no more. Yeah. And all this stuff. And then he drinks again and he kills again. And so I really expected him to die at the end of this film. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, in terms of his arc, he redeemed himself, but he fell back into his wicked ways. So he should die at the end, right? This is going to be a rocky victory where he wins, but he loses. This is going to be one of those. Yeah. And then... It turns out that he goes back to his kids and goes away and sells dry goods somewhere in some trading store. Yeah. And I was just so surprised that he survived. <laughs> because I was thinking the entire time they're, you know, hitting home of, like, all these, you know, no, don't touch the whiskey. And just, there was so many over-the-head, like, yeah. good person, bad person-ness that I really expected him. Like, oh, no, he fell back into his old ways. This man will die. Yeah. Right? Was yeah. that... No, I... Uh, so... <laughs> I don't... Well, I also thought... This is heavy for the first thing. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I get... Because oh, you're the second person. Because I did do... I did read the IMDb page. And they were like, this is heavy on the morals. Yeah. And I was like... I was... I can see why it was heavy well but then he, this is a film about gun control to an extent too right which i thought was that i didn't mind i just but thought the, it was very just it heavy was, on the morals it was so weird it was just it's and because okay the, <laughs> okay can finish your thought i think it's gonna hurt my brain because it's a western it is a western but it's not a it's, western it's the uses probably are, one of the few western movies that's all about how being a gunslinger and a cowboy is bad right we should all open trading stores and sell dry goods. Yeah, like it was just weird. I, I didn't expect him to die. I I expected him to die, but not Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I didn't expect... Because Morgan Freeman is Clint Eastwood's um, right-hand right -hand man, and they both settled down and got married. And Morgan Freeman's character, I was so sad to see him die too, because he was restless and he wanted the adventure again, and he was sleeping with the prostitutes, and then he couldn't end up killing a man again, and he was going to go home to his wife. And then they just caught him, and the next time we saw, like, he was being whipped. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. What? There was a lot of times in this movie where I just was just thought, hold up. Yeah. What? And then, like, he didn't deserve to die. No. Because. Because then he was the one he didn't who even... recognized the error of his ways and self-corrected. Like, oh, I should go back home to my wife. Right. And then, not even did he have to die. But then you have his death be off screen. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 Clint Eastwood. This is a character I actually enjoy. Yeah. You need to make me feel something. Yep. This is what we care about. And then, okay, so... otherwise, I'm just like, well, you hurt Ned. Yeah, well, because Clint Eastwood's character, he, whenever he talks about his wife, it goes into this big, long Sally. spiel. Yeah. Oh, no, not um, Clint Eastwood. Sorry, that's Morgan Freeman's wife. Yeah. I was still on Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Because Clint Eastwood, also, this film opens and ends with yeah. rolling text, which I didn't like at all. But, okay, I'm so confused. Okay, also, <laughs> I want to know how old Clint Eastwood was supposed to be. Because oh, when it opened, they gave the years of, like, um... 1878. 1878, when they married, and then on the tombstone, it said age 29, his wife, when she died. And so it all worked out mathematically for his wife to have been 18 when they got married which is you know fine 
And then I thought, okay, his wife died six-ish years ago? A couple years ago? Looking at Clint Eastwood, like, you are nowhere near ten years of 29. You know? But and the, so I'm like, son, how old are they pretending Clint Eastwood is in this movie? But the sun does things to a man's skin. You know, sometimes when you live hard, it shows. Well, and <laughs> I'm sure that, that this was a man who lived hard. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'll stretch it instead of, you know, the five or six, however many years since his wife has died. Or but, had it been 11? I was just, I had no, no concept. It had only been like two, three years. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Because I was just like, how much older is this man? No, because apart the also the trouble, and I realize this because Clay Eastwood has trouble getting on his horse every single time. Yes, and it's the horse's fault. But I no, realize it's Clint Eastwood's fault because the horse is punishing him for the wicked ways of his past when he was prone to anger. But don't worry, Ashley, his wife cured him of that, and she cured him of the drink, and he doesn't do the bad things no more. True that. Okay. Which happened every time every he would time. mention it. Every time. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that in a second. But I have trouble I have trouble separating the fact that Clint Eastwood is not old. What do you mean? Like, every time he fell, I was just like, oh my god, you're like 80. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be I fair, just feel like I know this came, out, this came out in 92. So, I mean, he was still up there, right. you know? But I feel like... If I grew up with, like, rawhide Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. I would be more like, oh, it's okay. But every time I was like, he would just kill Clint Eastwood. Well, because <laughs> when I was watching this, I remembered, like, oh, yeah, Clint Eastwood is not really old, but he's, like... Yeah. Let's look up really quick how old Clint Eastwood is. Because when I see... He looks so frail now. Because... That's the thing. I think I was more looking... He's 85. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And so this was 13 years ago. Yeah. So, he's still I mean, on. 62. Yeah. But that, Is that just, right? I don't know. I'm not good at math. I'm a theater manager. I don't know. I mean, I mean, he was... He, he was older. He was past 50. He should not you know? have fallen off horse. He was someone who had no business. Okay, so he was like at least 20 years older than his wife. Yeah. Okay. Times are different. But anyways, can we talk about... Okay. The script. Okay. He bad. Yeah, that's what... I okay, I remember I wrote, thinking, how did this... This isn't... How did this win Best Picture? I wrote down two sentences. How was this even nominated? I have no idea. I wrote down two lines that made me laugh the hardest. Okay. I, I, I have one. I'll tell you. And these are both from The Kid. The Showfield Killed. The Showfield Kid. Yes. Okay, so the little... the. Young up-and-comer who yeah. comes up to Clint Eastwood and is like, Hi, legendary gunslinger. Yeah, you gotta need, partner right. up with me because I'm a hot shot. Yeah, I need help killing these two men. I've already killed five. And one is when he tells Clint Eastwood, like, My uncle said I couldn't find anyone worse to ride with. And by in which case, means best. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then the Showfield kid says, I ain't killed much on account of my youth. Yeah, dude, you... Well, because that was funny, because it's like, you killed more people than me, but it's only because I'm, like, you're older. Right, like, I ain't killed much. It was, at that point, period, we know that, because you, like, have... He even has, like, the fake grown-in beard and patches. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we know that you're young. And then, to add on... Well, on account of my youth. Yeah. The one... The one line that made me laugh out loud was from 
Clint Eastwood's child. <laughs> when he just appears in the middle of, like, the young gunslinger is essentially doing a sales pitch yeah. to Bill, being like, this is why you should come ride with me and kill these guys, because, you know, they cut up these whores and they cut their breasts off. Yeah. And I was like... That was the one thing. One, no, they didn't. Two, like, y'all seem very fixated on that. But I like that that's... It's the telephone game. Yeah, it's a telephone game. And I like how that's always... That was... And then when Clint was telling it to Morgan Freeman, where it's like, yeah, he cut up this person, slashed her face, and then they all pause and say... Cut off her breasts too. And then everyone's like, "What? Hell that's no! Right. <laughs> Get the guns!" Because the face—that's all right. Um, but so in the middle of the sales pitch, Clint Eastwood's ten-year-old son, who he—those were two cute kids. These little blonde-headed children are trying to separate these sick—the sick hogs from the ones who are better. And like, if you don't know about hogs that you eat, they're huge. Yeah, they're. Easily the size of both of these children put together. And this little adorable boy comes in and goes, just out of nowhere, Pa, I can't move these hogs. And well, I, no, I can't move these damn hogs. Yeah, I can't move these damn hogs. And I just wrote, oh, I wrote down, in all caps, no kidding, he can't move the pigs. He was doing a terrible job. <laughs> because you see him try to help earlier yeah. and... What happens is he's standing in the middle of all these pigs and they run by him. He just kind of like pats them on the yeah. back as they move because that's all this kid can do. He's so yeah. tiny and the pigs are so big. And so that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And then Clint Eastwood, he leaves these children alone. Yeah. But I guess... If you get in trouble, kill a chicken. What? <laughs> but the thing is, so this is what I was thinking. Just based on the kids' reactions, like they were so stoic. Yeah. I assume... They've seen a lot. Right, and I assume he has to do this to like get them closed. That's true. Yeah. So I just assume that this is something where this is the longest, but it's always been like, hey, I gotta go into town. I'll see you guys in like two days. Yeah, that's true. I got that feeling as well. So I didn't feel as bad. Yeah. And also Sally, two trees. Yeah. (laughs) Lived right down the road. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I was like, okay. Sally, two trees. He said that and I wrote down, excuse me? (laughs) At first, I was like, maybe it's just like the local like woman who has oh, no. two trees. In oh, no. oh no, 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 no! Right, right there is a stereotype. <laughs> like, nope. Um, but so <laughs> this my main problem with this movie was specifically the character of what's the hotshot? Showfield kid, right? Of the Showfield kid. Um, yeah, Showfield rifle, right? Hold on. Yeah. My specific problem was the Showfield kid. Yeah. Because he wasn't good at acting. He wasn't good. And his accent was weird. And, I mean, I'm not an actor myself, but I didn't think he was good at acting. No. And so I'm a little confused about this movie, because I also didn't really think it was a good one. No, and I'm... Yeah, this kid... Hasn't done anything. And then, especially because his character arc is so abrupt. I also... Because he comes... And this is extremely obvious where he comes in, it's like, rah, rah, I've shot five men, where you think that he thinks that's a lot, and then you... He... This kid ends up killing the man who slashed up the woman while he's on the toilet, like Tywin Lannister. Um, Oh, spoiler alert. I didn't know he died on the toilet. Are you serious? That was, like, two seasons ago. I don't watch it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Well, spoilers <laughs> for Game of Thrones. Um, okay. But, 
so he kills him on the toilet and then immediately after drinks like the entire bottle of whiskey and is like, that was my first time killing anyone. Oh, I'm never going to shoot a gun again. Oh my God. And so his arc was just so, whoop, down. Yeah. Just slam boom. It's like, there's no. No. And the, the part that makes me the maddest is that he's unneeded. Yeah. Because. There it's, was so ways. many characters in this too, because you also get the arc of that English gunslinger who came in. Oh, English you, Bob. I English like. Bob. I did like English Bob, but he's like you have. There's so many character dynamics that are getting mixed up because you have English yeah. Bob, you have the writer, the writer, you have the sheriff of this town that's like no guns allowed, but he and his cronies like his posse and then you also have the fact of like oh yeah and this gun guy is building his own house but he's terrible at it then you have the dynamic of the prostitutes yeah and there's so many moving pieces in this yeah and they it's just seemed very clunky yeah but the thing i don't understand is why was because okay so when the kid first showed up i was like okay we know why he's here he's here to Start the ball moving Wrong. by get, yeah. offering a thousand bucks. Yeah, I for sure wrote down he's dead. Cause I was what like, the kid? Yeah, I was like the kid's gonna die. I was like I know this movie now. Oh, they're gonna ride together. Yeah, I yeah I thought that he was gonna die. Clint was gonna try to avenge the kid, and then Clint would die or something. Like yeah, yeah. I was expecting this kid to perish. Right, and then <laughs> nothing happened. He's cured of his ways. And he's riding away with, you know, $300 in his pocket. And yeah, but then I was reading... That's that. Right, but then I was reading on IMDb, and it says he drowns himself. Does he? I don't know. I didn't get that at all. I mean, in, he got himself drunk, so in a sense he drowned his sorrows right. in a bottle. Maybe, Maybe they're waxing poetic here. <laughs> I was just like, wait, did I miss something? Because it was, it is a very dark movie. If he did drown himself, I definitely missed that as well. Okay. But I did not, I was not under the impression that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guys, this is on Netflix. Please watch the end and let us know. Right. But it was just very dark. Just, it was just so, okay, let's, because this all starts off with the prostitutes. Okay, I... What? Those girls. They they frustrated me because, first of all, the two cowboys that they're going after, one of the cowboys didn't do anything wrong. Well, Because they're partners. He did do something wrong. Oh, what did he do? Because when they run in, he looked like he tackled, he jumps on the girl, and I thought he was holding her. Oh. See, I didn't really know what was going on. I thought he was trying to stop his partner. It, but he immediately went to the girl instead of the partner. Okay. Like, he never... But I think his greatest crime was being involved. 100%. Yeah. And he also was going to give a really nice pony to the girl who got slashed. And then the oldest prostitute gets angry and is like, she cuts up her face and you give her a horse? And I wrote down, you moron, that's her ticket out. Yeah. She I was given an out. And I was like, you are so dumb. Well, I think at that point it's like, it would be like, it's a payoff. Where it's like, yes. I did something bad, here's 20 bucks, we'll forget about it. Yeah, it was, and it's not like it was a payoff, payoff, and it wasn't insulting to be like, oh, don't worry, just give us horses and we'll watch this whole thing. Like, it was insulting because these women were owned by this man and all that. But also, 
take the horse, and this woman can leave now. Yeah. She's given a vehicle, you know? And so I was getting frustrated and just, yeah. And, yeah. They frustrated me so much. I like the, I also like that they kind of, like, I like that the, the, that they unionized, kind of. Yeah, I like that like, they banded together and were yeah. like, this man's going to die. Right. We're going to pool our money and pay someone to kill him. Yeah. Which they also, because they pooled their money at the beginning of the winter and did not have $1,000. And all the money they had in the world amounted to like 600 700 mm-hmm. between all of them. All the money they had in the world. And then somehow, that winter, they gained collectively over $300. But they also gave freebies. Gave advances. That's true, but they had to have $1,000 together. You know? Whereas, because they weren't going to put the offer out. But just, in my mind, they rapidly saved. Because I was like, what expenditure did you not spend no, see, to I, save this much money that quickly. I thought they were like, yeah, 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 we have a thousand. Oh, I, no, because they gave him a thousand dollars at the end. Well, that, in that was bag. A, that wasn't like a thousand though. They took some money out. Oh, I thought, no, I think it was still a thousand. Because at gave, that point they were all freaked out. I don't think they did the math. Oh, okay. I honestly think they did not do the math on that one. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but he never counted, so we don't He know. never counted, yes, yeah, so we don't know. <laughs> But, okay, so this was my main confusion. Okay. Well, I have many confusions, but yes. this is my biggest one. Yeah. So, Lil Bill. Yes. Who's a deputy. Yeah. He goes on, like, an anti-gun thing. After he finds out that the ladies have put out a bounty, basically, yeah. on this guy's head. And, you know, make sure that guns are turned over and kind of gets freaked out that gunslingers might be coming into the town. Yeah, was that was the no gun law in place before this happened? That I don't know. Okay, but I'm confused as to why he got so mad. Was he mad because he knew that the ladies didn't have the money and they would come to collect and then kill all the girls? I think he was mad because he doesn't respect them as people. The ladies. And, yeah, and so I think he was mad that the ladies were just bringing trouble. When what right do they have? They're just whores. Okay, because I didn't realize he hated assassins so much. Well, because was he... No, this is... Because I wasn't really listening whenever he was talking to the writer. Because there was a lot of stories about gunslingers, and I got the impression that he was an old gunslinger. I got that impression as well. And so I think that part of his deal is he just doesn't want all of his old friends coming to find him. Okay. And so I think it's a degree of self-protection and... So that's what I thought his whole deal was. And he's like, you're inviting all of these people from my past that I specifically do not want around, and now I have to deal with this. Okay. So I thought that was his deal. Yeah, I was just confused, because, like, when Slam comes by to, like... By the way, the names in this movie... Oh, gosh. Every crappy Western <laughs> name you can think of. Slam. Slam. Uh, but it was... But when Slim's... I was just confused. Or Skinny, whatever his name is. Slim Skinny. Yeah. Um, Just the owner of the brothel. Yeah. Whatever. I was just confused as to why they reacted so violently. Um, And why it was like... If it was just inviting trouble. If it was just that they didn't have the money. I was just like... And I'm gonna be honest here. I don't think there's a specific reason why they reacted that intensely that quickly. Okay. Because... 
when I was watching it, I was getting very annoyed. And the same with, like, oh, there's a stranger who came into town and he didn't give us his gun immediately. Let's round up everyone and surround them and threaten to kill them until he gives us his weapon. Like, there was just so many overreactions yeah. that I think that it was like, they're angry now! Well, that you know? I don't think is a major reaction, because if someone doesn't give you their gun, the chances are that they are going to use it to kill you. That's my thing. Well, but also, because I was thinking, like, when... You don't let a rattlesnake come when, into a chicken coop. <laughs> when um, Bill and Ned and the kid all came into town, it was raining, and their strangers are not from here. And so it's like, they could legitimately just be passing through, and it's raining like hell, so they went into, like, they just went into a yeah. warm place and sat down, and no one thought, oh, maybe they're, they just wanted to get out of the rain as soon as possible. I didn't think to stop by the deputy office first, because it's also raining, maybe they didn't see the sign. Like, there's so many variables where it's perfectly logical for these people who are passing through just to take shelter in the tavern right. but they still went in guns ablaze and like oh no they didn't surrender it's the wild west though god yeah because i was also like everyone has a gun these days you know yeah. it's it's a western everyone has one why are we suspicious that people are armed because well, everyone is in these things you know yeah and there was just a lot of irrational stupid behavior and a lot of overreacting and people just but generally behaving in a frustrating manner. Here's the thing. I say that. And I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. But the last 10 minutes of this movie so, are amazing. <laughs> in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Like 10 to 15. Yeah. The last little bit. But when Clint Eastwood... Drinks that whiskey. Drinks... Yeah. So Morgan Freeman has gone back home to his wife and gets caught and is killed. Off screen. Off screen. The kid and Bill finish killing the cowboys. And um, as the kid is having his what have I done breakdown, a whore rides up with the money. Oh, with, yeah, with the suitcase full of coins. Um, and is like, here's your money. Um, and he just mentions to the kid, like, we'll give, you know, my friend his share together. And this woman just goes, oh, him, he's dead. <laughs> that was... I was like, you did not just I mean, kill Morgan Freeman off she's screen. Fri- she's, sorry, she's right. freaked out beyond belief. Yeah. And so that's when we're like, well, they, what, excuse me, he's dead? They also roughed up Alice. Yeah. Because you can see in, like, one of the scenes, she's got, like, a whole yeah. side of her face is gone. But, and so then, so once Bill finds out that his partner is dead, he drinks the devil water. But, and then rides into town and somehow takes out... Five, like, everyone, he goes into the tavern where they're all, where Morgan Freeman is on display in a coffin outside, which is all kinds of messed up, and he walks in there. There's, like, 50 guns pointed at him. He kills, like, five people, ducks under a table, and, like, it's just, there was a lot of people who just are very, like, stormtrooper-level bad shots. Um, and we did have this explained before because the deputy was telling the writer, like, you know, people can carry a gun around, but not everyone can shoot a man because this can go wrong and this can go wrong. And then also people just get freaked out. And so this was explained and then you see it happen. So I did appreciate that. 
But it's just... Like, really? It just... Just completely unbelievable to me, where I was watching just going, I can't believe that this is happening. He can't believe that he killed so many people? I can't believe that he killed so many people and didn't... That nothing hit him. Oh, okay. You know? See, it... uh, I can believe it because... I feel like this is the moment where it's like... It remembered it's a Western. Well, <laughs> and it was like, oh, the good guy never gets shot in the Western. Yeah, well, I expected Unless that. Unless it's like this, you know. But I was really expecting him to get hit and then carry on and then yeah. die after it was all done, you know? You really wanted him to die. Well, I just really thought he would because once he started drinking the whiskey again, yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to go back to his old ways and he's going to, you know, literally go out guns a blazing. Where he's going to but, get the moral victory here in this little situation. But he has to be punished because he, you know, is killing people again. But I feel like because he did it for good, he did it for Ned. Yeah. He raises him above the level of being killed. Because he did it for Ned, and then he also had the moment with the woman who got slashed. Yeah. And I was like, if he lives, they're getting together. But then that didn't happen either. I I was like, I hope it's him and Alice. And then it was the girl who got cut up. And I was like, oh. And why I was a little glad I was so not expecting that ending at all. Because as it ended, I was like, well, I wasn't expecting any of that. So that's new. Yeah. But also, what? (laughs) Right. We'll talk about the ending in a second. Okay. I I thought we were. Oh. No, the the ending ending, the text of the ending. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, But, and as he's leaving this gunfight, he's yelling out, if anyone shoots at me, I'm going to kill everyone you love. Right. Like, I just, there were were two things I loved. Is one, when he killed everyone, he gives everyone a chance to escape, which I love. I love when good guys, well, like, when the heroes, like, if anyone wants to leave right. now, it's time to do it. And everyone goes, yes, yes sir, sir. Yes. I will be leaving through the back way. It's such an easy and joke. And those poor women upstairs are just all lined up on the balcony yeah. being like, oh, gosh. Oh, oh, oh. Heavens. Right, I have to pick up the blood now. Well, yeah, I mean, well, because also they're probably, well, they have no money anymore because they gave it all to Clint Eastwood. Um, and their boss is dead. So do they own that establishment now? I think Strawberry Alice does. I would like to see that. I, I don't Alice know about your over. business knowledge, but... I think it's pretty good. Okay. I also just... This movie reminded me that... Oh, yeah. In Based on my knowledge of Westerns, prostitutes just seemed like, well, in every town, there's the brothel, and this is a job that yeah. people have. Where I was like, this generally accepted attitude of this whole super... Oh, yes, that, that was a thing. Yeah. Um, um, so there were a couple of things about the ending that I particularly, well, first of all, so I thought there was going to be more of a thing of him drinking the whiskey for the first time, Yeah. but I was okay with it because you just see it in the background. Uh-huh. But then when he entered in for the gunfight, and this is when I actually started paying attention because before okay. I was kind of like, yeah, Ooh, this is slow. And I was like texting. What happened? When he entered in the thunder, oh, like yeah. the lightning showed, and he just appeared with the thunder crack, I was like, oh. And the Western again. <laughs> I was but, like, shit's gonna get real. I think because we didn't see his character arc. Yeah. We were told it in text, and then when he just explicitly stated, yeah. I'm the protagonist, and this is my struggle, and this is how I overcame it, and this is what I'm up against. And yeah. it just that was my main problem with this, is because... 
all of the character arcs were, and then even the kid was like, I'm a young kid, and right. I think I think being an assassin is cool, but now I regret my ways. Yeah. Where it was like, everyone just spoke their, yeah. they spoke their arc. Yeah. We didn't, and what we were shown was because there were so many moving pieces, no one got the time to just organically see this arc. Mm-hmm. We were just, it was just shoved down our throats and they're monologuing. And so I just, I didn't, yeah. But, this won an Oscar. <laughs> like, but for, it didn't win for best screenplay. No, it didn't. But it won best director. And I do think Clint Eastwood does shoot beautiful shots. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> beautiful. Like the scenery shots and, and the when they're is, on the horse. Is as a director, he's... He's directed a lot better movies than this one. Yeah, I don't know. This is this year with Lee, Leonardo DiCaprio. I've seen a lot of, a couple. I say a lot. I've seen people talking about people who deserve to win an Oscar yeah. winning it for the wrong thing. Right. And I think this is one of those cases. You know? <laughs> like, I also feel like this could, this could be. Mm-hmm. Um, described as kind of the thinking man's western, where okay. it has more of a moral. It, like it could, is yes. anti-gun. Ninety-two. This was a huge topic. Yeah, this this could be described as a political western, right? And for you know, the nineties, there weren't that many westerns. I think I was yeah. reading only three westerns have won an Academy Award. Yeah, so that's something. This is one of them. Yep. So I can see why it won. Yeah, because also, just, a Western is a genre piece. Yeah. Genre pieces usually don't win Academy Awards. So that, in and of itself, is a big deal. Yeah. However, if I had to say, like, oh, these are the Clint Eastwood films, I think people should see. No, oh, God, no, don't watch this one. Or even a Western, I'd be like, please don't watch Unforgiven. No. But the thing is, I would show people the last shootout. Because it is so good. <laughs> the last shoot I was, it was... Like, he appears with a crack of thunder. Yeah. And then that final shot where he kills little Bill. That was nice. beautiful. And with the, th- with the it yeah. was so loud. And that, the writer who's, like, hiding underneath... The writer character I thought was so strange because that, he was there to be told the lesson about... Because, I mean, he clearly just gets super excited by this lifestyle of the gunslingers and thinks that, like, it's glamorizing it. Yeah. And then is there so he can be told no. Yeah. You know? Don't glamorize this. What are you doing? This is messed up. Is right. why that character is there. So there's so much. But had he not been there, I think it would have been a better story because then we could have been shown this instead of literally telling it to someone that's the thing they needed to take get rid of the writer character and get rid of the kid and just have it so yeah. like he hears about this organically yes. yeah it would have been much better because then if the kid hadn't been there then it would have given the sidekicks character more of a chance to be more excited and egg him on into this and so it or it or one of them to be more excited. Yeah. Having the kid there created this weird third dynamic. Yeah. Where it should have just been the two old gunslingers being like, you know what? Let's do one last job. Yep. And then, yes. So, take out those two characters. We're going to fix this movie, Ashley. <laughs> Female cast. Done. <laughs> oh, my but that gosh. But that was my thing. Like, I, the only reason I felt so 
I felt for Ned mm-hmm. dying was because it was Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is the only reason. Because otherwise, if it wasn't Morgan Freeman, I would have been like, I don't know who this actor is. Well, and he's not really... I mean, you do see that he's, you know, probably the only friend that Bill has. Yeah. And he's smart, and he's good at his job, as in he's the only good shot of the three of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the kid was blind? <laughs> I, I talked. Like I just... Where it's like, you spot him, you point me in the right direction, and I'll sneak up on him and shoot him. Like, this is a terrible plan. This is the worst plan I've ever heard. I know. It was just, at that point, I was like, this kid's gonna of, die. Of course he's gonna die. Yeah. Like, it's something for that motivation, and then they killed Ned. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that kid was supposed to die. Out of the three of them, he's the last person I thought would die. Right. Like, I really thought it was gonna be, like, Ned would go home and tell this story. Yeah. And he would grab the kids. Yeah. And raise the kids as if they were his own. Yeah. And no. And wasn't expecting him to die at all. Nope. Mm-mm. But that was... That was... Yeah. We're just very confused. That was... Yeah. I was just like... I was just very confused. There was just a lot of this where I was like... Uh, I didn't really think it was that great of a movie. The last ten minutes. Can't justify the other That's two the hours. Um, and because I was oh. thinking as I was watching this that, like, Oscar films can have, like, the way I say that, you know, it, yeah. they can have a reputation for being long and slow and serious and boring. And I think this kind of fit that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But there were moments, it was, they just had moments where I was like, oh, this is cool or oh, this is good. But there were only three. <laughs> What? So the last scene. The last scene. The scene where Blue Bill beats him the first time when he's sick. Okay. And Why he, was that a good scene? I like that when he crawls through the door. I just thought it kept building up the tension because I was okay. waiting for another kick. I was oh. waiting for another blow. All right. I just, I, I'll allow it. What's I the stopped, third one? I stopped. I watched it. I didn't stop What's right. the third one? <laughs> English Bob. Oh! <laughs> English Bob was fun. I like English Bob. Well, I like how also, because he's on this train, and President Garfield was just assassinated, and he's like, my, you Americans do assassinate your presidents, because that was only, like, around 40 years after Lincoln got assassinated. So this is within one lifetime of people, two presidents got assassinated. Yeah. You know? That's something. Yeah. So, um... I I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay. Because when he was making all these comments, I was like, was it a... Oh, Lincoln? When was that? And so I did the math. Um, but... And so he starts being like, I think you should have a queen. Yeah. And then everyone on the train is like, we're offended. (laughs) (laughs) And then he like, like, let's have a shootout. And it's so funny because he's saying all this, and the one cowboy who's really offended is going to be like, I'm going to defend my country's honor. And then the cowboy sitting next to him goes, wait a second. Mayhap, (laughs) this is English Bill. And Mayhap, English Bob. (laughs) And Mayhap, English Bob, is waiting for you to get mad at him so he can kill you. And then he, like, everyone just goes, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Looks at him. And English Bob is just like, you caught me. I thought that (laughs) was exactly what I'm doing. That was the weirdest thing because I was like, wait. What? Well, because also, it's like, if this Englishman is clearly quite comfortable in the western United States, so he's been here a while. Yeah. I remember thinking before they had the whole, wait a second, is this English Bob? Yeah. I was like, surely there's not that many Englishmen out here, right? 
So if this is some well-known outlaw, like, there's not that many British ones, right? And then it was confirmed. But I was like, oh, yes, this is the one English outlaw in the entire state of Nebraska. Right. Oh, it was Whiskey Whiskey Falls was the name. Yeah. Which I, or Big Whiskey. Which was it? It was something about whiskey. Yeah, I love the name. Um, yeah, Big Whiskey, Wyoming. Big Whiskey. Oh, was it Wyoming? Yeah. I thought there was a Nebraska mentioned somewhere. Yeah, they went down to Nebraska. Oh, okay. Because um, someone's like, I thought I died, but it turns out I was only in Nebraska yeah. or something. Yeah, Lil Bill says that. Yes. Um, oh, huh. <laughs> but... Yeah, English Bob was crazy. And also just the level of violence that, like, was so Yeah. Crazy. And also... Everyone's I, very trigger-happy. Yeah, which is, like, it's Western. I guess I can understand it. But... I, like, I was like, are there pheasants around here? Let's go and shoot some. And so they go into the next platform, and all of a sudden, pheasants? <laughs> Freaking everywhere pheasants. Flying up everywhere pheasants. Like, and then now as soon as they're done, no more pheasants. <laughs> But it did remind me. They sent the dog out. I just kept being reminded. Oh yeah, that was actually a thing where people. That's how the bison got extinct because people would ride on trains and just shoot at things out the window. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a thing as well. Just man. Um, but some aspects of American history, I just I'm like oh, oh that happened. Oh my god, that happened. And ugh. but the thing so. This pretty much follows, like, a Western movie. Like, the Western tropes. Do you think so? Right? Mm, you're gonna have to be a little more specific. Well, so the one... the Okay, so what I'm trying to get at is that I was surprised that Little Bill and Bill and... Little Bill and Bill Money mm-hmm. didn't know each other. I, I think they knew of each other from their assassin killing days. But there's never a moment of recognition. There's not. And that's the thing. I couldn't tell whether they had how familiar they were with each other right and i kept because they kept saying that you're bill money the one who killed all the women and children around and so i think they've heard of him from the old days but i don't think they personally knew each other yeah i guess it just it never expressed the weight of what he had done so which one bill money so i wasn't sure if he was they were trying to okay all right because when like the deputies are like May happy, you're Bill Money, the one who, like, you know, killed all the women and children, too, and did this and this, and, like, in your drunken rage. Yeah. And then Clint Eastwood would say, well, yes, but then I got married, and she cured me of my ways, and I don't touch the devil drink no more. And I was just like, ah! But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm still confused. At first, I thought he was just, like, a, uh, it's not bounty hunter, but, like, what's the Assassin? Name? A hired gun. Yeah, I guess, a hired gun. At okay. first, I thought he was, like, a hired gun. But then all of a sudden they're like, well, you blew up a railroad and a bridge. Yeah. So then I'm well, like, wait, are you just a terrorist? I think A he, bank robber? Because I think gunslinger is the only appropriate term. Like, I think he went around, I think he killed people for money, but I think he would also, like, get drunk and enjoy, like, shooting people. Because remember, actually, he's a wicked man. He did wicked things in his wicked ways. So. Uh, I just... I think it's pretty clear that both of us did not like this movie. No. And also both of us weren't listening all that clearly <laughs> because we didn't like it. So I put my headphones in. I was like, really trying. Uh, uh, well, because also I I felt a little bad because, I mean, I wasn't watching this movie super late, but it finished around like 1030 at night. Yeah, so but mine. I was like, it was loud at the end. 
and I didn't, oh, yeah. I wasn't wearing my headphones, and so I just kind of turned down the volume. I was like, there's a lot of screaming and a lot of gunshots coming It also here. gets really dark towards the end. Yeah. And it's not a movie I would watch on a laptop. Yeah, no. But let's real quick touch on... The very opening the very, and very closing yeah. with the text crawl. Yeah. The book ending of that... Well, because the way they framed it was around his wife. Right. And because you see the picture of his house and he's burying his wife as the text comes up saying that, like, there was this woman and she was pretty and she had many suitors, but she married this gunslinger. And disappointed her mom. And disappointed her mom and then died of smallpox. Into the story we go. Like, that's... (laughs) And then at the end, it's, you know, the same thing, only it's just empty now. And it's like, her mom came back to see the final resting place of her only daughter. And discovered that everyone was gone. But, okay. It, so, are we to assume mm-hmm. that the mom realized that this is why we, sh- we should be glad that she married Bill Money? Because he actually turned out to be a good man of virtue? I think that's what we're supposed to take away. She doesn't know anything because they just disappeared and she never understood why her daughter married him and she doesn't know where they are now. Yeah. And so I was getting the impression that, like, she had really only come to see her daughter, like, once since she got married to this man. She passed away and then thought, you know what, I want to go see where my only daughter is buried. Remember where she lives from that one time I was there. Showed up. And sees the grave, and then her grandkids and her son-in-law are gone, and no one knows where they went. Yeah, but they might have gone west. And Yeah, word has it that he's a millionaire from selling dry goods. Yeah. Which I always think of just like a bunch of mason jars and like... I just think sacks of seeds. Yeah, sacks of flour and seeds, and then like the big bolts of cloth. I just... Picturing Clint Eastwood in a little visor behind <laughs> some general store... You know? Yeah. That's what I think of. The kid walking in. I can't sort them damn beans. He's like dragging this giant like barrel and it crashes and he's like, I can't move this around. Like, (laughs) that was the funniest thing. And then that little girl was so cute. I know. Because jumping to the beginning again, sorry about this, but just because the kids are like, all of our pigs are essentially ill. Clint Eastwood's like, oh, we got a timeline on this hog farm because they're all getting sick. And the little girl's like, I think two other hogs have the fever. And he's like, okay, well, you know, you go help your brother get them. She was like, okay. And then has such a hard time (laughs) climbing down the fence. And it was just so cute because you can see Clint Eastwood watches her for a little bit. And you can tell he's like, I got to say my line. And he turns around and says poor little girl can't climb down the fence okay sorry but back to the end yeah i just thought that was so weird to like i thought it was strange to frame it around the mother's relationship with clint eastwood's wife right neither one we ever see yeah that's the thing we never see this woman we just hear everyone talking about her yeah about how she was so virtuous yeah and amazing yeah but I just didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't feel about her at all. No. I didn't feel anything about her. She was just there, and okay, I guess she's a good person. Because yeah. apparently she fixed him. But even then, I was like, get Alice involved. Like, come on, Alice. <laughs> just so, I don't know. I didn't like this movie. Yeah. All right, so let's, 
Let's let's wrap it up then. All right. Neither of us like this movie. But would you? I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> but would you recommend? Would you? No. No. <laughs> I I didn't like this, and I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it either, unless you were like, I love westerns. I'd be like, no. Unless you're like, I want to watch one of the only westerns that won an Oscar. Yeah. I would be like, okay, fine, watch fine. it. But if someone was, and there's so many other westerns and even so many other Clint Eastwood movies yeah. that even aren't westerns that I would recommend before this one. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so don't, I would, not don't watch it, but I mean. I like, wouldn't put it on your list. No. But, I mean, if you have to, like, I would sit down with someone and be like, this is a good gun scene. Like, this is a good gun battle. I didn't like that scene, but Ashley did. It was it was the one moment where I was like, It was in cool it. when he opened the door and it was like, the kaboom! <laughs> I love what? that. I, I am so easily amused. <laughs> give me a good thunder and lightning. Where's our hero? Ba-bam! <laughs> there he is. You haven't seen Deadpool yet, but there's a moment where Oh, he, is there? Yeah. Oh, I really want to see Deadpool. There's a moment where he was like, superhero shot, superhero shot. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that gif. Where he goes, he's gonna do the superhero landing. And then, and then where it's like, where's our cowboy? Cowboy! Yeah, there he is, there he is. That, that's me. That's my we did little jazz hands in the air. Like, yay! I, I did, but I did go. Okay, but, so since we're no. not gonna watch this again, how should people pretend like they've seen it? What do you, okay, so three things you need to know. Good God. I guess Clint Eastwood. I think you need to know that it's it's an older cast. Yeah. Like, it's it's about older gunslingers. Yeah, it's not the young cowboy. Right. Well, I mean, there is a young cowboy, but... We're just going to pretend he doesn't exist. Gonna, yeah. You know, the old gunslinger's getting back in the game. Yeah. Maybe should you know that the catalyst for this is a prostitute laughing at a client who had a small dick? <laughs> I don't think you need to know that. <laughs> It's how it's how the ball gets rolling. I think you need to know that it's a best picture winner. Well, and it does have beautiful scenery shots. I don't know. Maybe know that um yeah, I guess one of the only westerns to win Academy Award for this picture. Yeah. I just think it's so funny how this all started because the prostitute was laughing at him. It's just like really? I just felt like it was it started off so violent. Yeah, it did start off so violent, and because it wasn't, it was the angry violence too. Because not ready was it? It was physically violent, like the slashing and the fighting, and then just everyone was screaming. And yeah. I just was very much like a naked. Everyone was screaming and naked, and it was very overwhelming. And maybe that's maybe it was a good fight scene then because I felt so overwhelmed and uncomfortable and couldn't really watch that scene. Yeah, I was just confused because I was like. <laughs> That's, it was confusing. It was loud. It was violent. Everyone was angry. I was just completely caught off guard. Like so Christmas in that in sense, house. I guess it was a great fight scene because I was reacting in the way I assume most people would in a situation yeah. like that where I just thought, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. No. I had to get away from it, you know? So maybe it was a good fight scene. Uh, I didn't think it was a good opening. I was like, where's uh, Clint Eastwood? <laughs> well, because the opening was a text crawl. Yeah. Only, well, because I say this, and then Star Wars is one of my favorite movies. But it's just, like, that's different because it's science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. I know, just let me, okay. uh, just, what? Uh, yeah, I um, didn't like 
how it opened like that at all. <laughs> no. That's not the third thing. Oh, I thought you were writing it down. No. It's like, don't write that down. Yeah. Um, third thing is, okay, we so didn't like it. Okay, so the third thing you should know about this. Oh, God. I guess no, it's a political western. It has an anti anti. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, maybe just know that it like it has an agenda. You know, this is the film. It's an anti gun violence. That's right. Anti violence. Well, I don't know exactly like what stance it was taking because I don't know enough about Clint Eastwood's own personal politics. So let's not say that, but let's just maybe say this like is a think, political movie. I think it has an anti anti gun. Well, because it was. It was same. It was also kind of a weird, like anti-gun, but then also anti-police uh, state, because that's essentially what this little town was. Was the pol- like their version of the police? The deputies were the only people with weapons, and no one else in the town had them. So they're just at the mercy of these morally corrupt, yeah. you know, government force. So there was but- that dynamic as well. And so I was just so confused by the angle it was trying to take. Because yeah. the message was also the deputies are bad. The deputies are the only one with the guns, and no one else is, can defend themselves yeah. against this corrupt government in this town. And so I was just very confused by the stance it was taking, because I couldn't tell if it was saying, like, people should be able to defend themselves against the corrupt deputies, or if no one should have guns, or if everyone should... Like, I was just yeah. very confused by the yeah. message it was... It was it had on that front, but then the message was definitely going across like in the wrong hands. These are totally bad. Yeah. But then this movie also had like good guys. These ones are okay. They should have them. So yeah. I was just so confused by it. Well, I guess it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like violence isn't good. Yeah. All right. Put that down. Moral. <laughs> <laughs> Write that all down. Right. Violence this is, is bad. Good. Violence is bad. Okay. Yeah. I guess just know that it's like just so politically charged. This yeah. movie. And confusing. Doesn't communicate his message in a clear manner in the slightest. No. I think they were trying to make Gene Hackman, like, ex- like, but you wouldn't hate him as much because he was building his own house and he was bad at it. Yeah. Which I found endearing. I did But then he, well, I like Gene Hackman. Oh, see, I, like, he means nothing he's, to he's me. He's the, he's the Frankenstein, you know, Frankenstein. See, but you also get attached to actors. I do. And no matter who they're playing, you're like, but it's that guy. So, I mean, because it's just, we're meant to think that the deputies are bad. Yeah. And they're the ones imposing this no weapons policy. Yeah. Because they're certainly not moral, and they are certainly abusing their power, and they're treating women like animals. Okay, okay, all right, fine. I just, like, there was so many things. There was just too many things in this movie. And even know, though it was so can't... long, it didn't get to all the things that it should because I'm still so confused about all of it. <laughs> I just keep filling in the holes. And I'm like, I don't know if they said this, but like... This is the, what you took away right, from it. Like the yeah. county imposed the no gun Oh, laws. gosh. No, I think it was just a little town. I think it was, too. Now that, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I said it's like, that. No, it's like, no, they were living brain. in, like, a, you know, what's the Big government? Whiskey. No, oh. what's the government where the military is in control? Dictatorship? No, because that's just one. Oh. A police state? Police state, is that the right word? This town, essentially, the governing body is the military. The only ones who aren't in there in control. Yeah. Which is bad, guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, All let's right, wrap let's, it up. Yeah. As of this recording, we don't know what we're doing yet for April. Um, but you could just put something in. That's like true. Our next movie is this. Okay. Hello. 
Uh, Debbie here, editor announcement. We have decided April is going to be our sci-fi month. And so the first movie we will be watching is one that I have seen but Ashley has not, and that is Sunshine. Directed by Danny Boyle and starring Cillian Murphy and Captain America, Chris Evans. Um, so on April 15th, we will be releasing that episode, and then you can stay tuned to find out the other sci-fi movie you're watching. It will be one that neither of us have seen. This has been... You haven't seen! I'm Debbie. And I'm Ashley. And as always, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us a comment if you like. You can also check us out on Twitter at YHS underscore podcast. And you can check us out on Tumblr at youhaven'tseen-podcast.tumblr.com. Heyo! She got it! High five! Yeah! Bye!